Hello, my friend. My name is Elizabeth, and I am the host of this podcast and the owner and founder of The Separation Club, which is a club you never wanted to be part of, but the best club to be in if you're going through separation and divorce. Here, we talk about how to heal, move forward, and find love if you're so inclined. Also, motherhood through divorce, finding yourself, and creating the life you deserve. Our tools are community, sisterhood, honesty, vulnerability, spirituality, coaching, and that's when we aren't talking to the experts. I'm also a divorced mother of four sons, remarried, and a stepmom to three, so we will be talking about everything that goes with all of that here. If you are recently separated, thinking of separating, divorcing, or even beyond your divorce, but still feeling it, then this is the podcast for you. In today's episode, you are getting a completely unscripted, unedited, self-proclaimed sort of dream declaration from me. I want to share something really personal with you today. Let's dive in. I want to share a very personal story with you today. It's actually about dreams. And it kind of hit me that I need to do this because a really big part of the coaching that I do both in my community, in the group, as well as one-on-one, is I really try to encourage women to pursue their their dream life, to start facing themselves forward, not looking back all the time, and choosing to design and create their, their dream life. And I know to many this might seem like, yeah, yeah, okay, whatever, that's all nice to say, but this and this is the reality of life, and, you know, financial and divorce and all these things happen. And, you know, how is it possibly even within our power or ability to create our dream life? What is your dream life, right? But as I am recording this, I am packing and heading to Costa Rica in just three days. And I it, I realize that this episode will run the week that I am running a retreat in Costa Rica. Uh, my very first out-of-country retreat. I've run three here in my home, and it was a great way for me to learn and connect and and to realize that I am actually very good at this, that I really have something to offer, and that there's great value to be had when these women, you, get together to heal and to grow and to, yes, create your dream. So the very first retreat that I ran was in September of 2021. Like I said, it was here in my home and four of my clients came. It was a very small group, but very special. And I remember at one point they actually asked me to um, to share my dream because, of course, I was asking them to do that. And we were we got together in connection with a new moon. It was a new moon in Virgo. I happened to be a Virgo, like my Virgo son. And... I had chosen, I deliberately had chosen it to be around the new moon because they're called Rising Moon Sisters Retreats. And I really very much connect with, you know, creating our dreams in our lives and focusing on my intentions and gratitude and the things I need to release and all of the work that I do with myself. I really connected with the lunar cycle. So that's what I choose to do. And whether you connect with that method or not, it's not important for this episode. But suffice it to say that I I went along with what they asked me to do and I set my intentions with them. And one of them was to continue to grow my retreats and to one day run a retreat in another country. And I always knew it was going to be Costa Rica. So they were all, you know, that was great. And 
now I'm doing it. And it's a year and a half later, but it just so happens that today, when you're listening to this on March 8th in Costa Rica, it's the full moon in Virgo, the manifestation of dreams. It's the day that we show gratitude for the things that we have achieved, the things that have come to us in life. And I can tell you that as you're listening to this, I will be somewhere on the beach in Costa Rica looking at the moon and sharing ritual and ceremony and celebration with the women who are coming with me. We're going to be 14. And I know I will be sharing a very special gratitude for my dream coming true. So where did my dream start? It started, I'm going to say about 10 years ago. And the Separation Club, you may or may not know, is about four years old. When I came out of my divorce, which is 15 years ago or 16 years ago now, I found a way of healing and moving forward and in fact, really thriving that was awesome. Like I went on a personal journey of self-discovery that brought me so much joy that I really wanted to bring this to others. So I started to think about running retreats for women. I wasn't specifically focusing on women who were going through divorce. At the time, I was working as a health and wellness uh, coach to women, self-care, all that stuff. And I just, I already was observing how much women don't, you know, they don't pay attention to their needs and their dreams. And they just don't take that time and give it the attention that they, that I wish they would. Let's put it that way. So I wanted to do retreats. I tried twice to create a retreat. I booked a place. I even put a deposit on the first one and no one signed up. That happened twice. And then I decided, okay, this isn't the time for me. I don't have the right audience yet. And I just put it on the shelf in my mind. I, I, it was a very deliberate decision. I just decided that retreats are in my future. They're just not now. And so I'm just going to shelf this for now but I know I'll come back to it. And I did put it on that shelf for years. So here I am approximately 10 years later, I've run three retreats here in my home, uh, very successful, good numbers, like I filled it. Uh, the women have really enjoyed it. And now I am running, well, I'm at my retreat right now. I'm at my retreat. So I'm sitting here, of course, at my desk before leaving. Not there yet, but I'm there in my mind. I'm there in my heart. I've been dreaming about this for so long. And I created this. And I guess the reason that I want to talk to you about this is because I know that you can create a dream for yourself. You, all of these things are available to you just as much as they are to me. There's nothing special about me. There's nothing that I did that is something that you can't do. But I did do something about it. I, first of all, found my voice. I connected with my, my soul and my heart and my purpose. And then I started dreaming and I allowed myself to dream. This is the biggest thing that you, know, that you have to start there. You have to allow yourself to dream. And I will tell you, there was a lot of people who crapped all over my dream who would tell me that that's never going to happen, or rather they say things like, well, how are you gonna make that happen? Or, but how would you get people to sign up? Or what are you gonna talk about? Or what will they get out of it? Why would they sign up? And honestly, a lot of those questions stumped me to the point where I hired a business coach for a while to help me formulate what that was. 
And even with his help, I wasn't really able to get that really sort of that solid picture of what this meant to host a retreat for other women. And I realized now it just wasn't my time. When I started the separation club and I knew right away this was going to be my group. These were the people I was going to run a retreat for. It all started to become much more clear. That thought of wanting to run a retreat came back. It was like that dream jumped off the shelf and back into like onto my desk, into my in-tray. And there it was kind of saying, hey, maybe it's time. And yes, COVID, but that was probably just as well. It allowed me to grow my group and grow my following and to learn and to really fine tune what I wanted this to be. So here we are in Costa Rica. I cannot believe, well, I shouldn't say I can't believe. I do believe, but I'm still pinching myself that this is happening. I'm beyond grateful that I get to live my dream. And I'm also incredibly proud for creating this for myself. And I want to help you do that. So I think the objective of this podcast is really to help you understand or to believe, I should say, not understand, to believe that you can do this, that this is available to you as well. I understand that you're going through a really hard time. I get it. I've been there. And I understand that it can feel really hard to even think about a dream. But I can also tell you that when you start connecting with your purpose and your passion and your dream, you're going to immediately start to feel better than when you're thinking about all the awful things that are going on, the pain of what has happened in the past, and the worry of what may or may not happen in the future. In order to dream, we really have to kind of abandon reality a little bit. We have to allow ourselves to say, I'm not going to think about all of those practical things. I'm not going to worry about what could happen here. I'm going to let all that play out as it's supposed to. I'm going to focus on my future. I'm going to focus on creating my dream. So first, what's the first thing you need to do? Well, you need to get clear on your dream. And I know that that is one of the things that I am working on with my ladies here at the retreat this week in Costa Rica. We are, we're going to start the week by setting an intention. And the intention is to connect with ourselves and what we want in our voice. Now, we're going to be going on a journey through the chakras, which I won't get into all of that right now with you, but I will some other time. But that's the, that's the journey that I have chosen to help them connect with themselves, their voice, their heart, their soul, and their dream. So for you at home, To connect with your dream, if you don't know it already, is through things like meditation and journaling and, hey, connecting with the lunar cycle, if that speaks to you. The best time to connect with your intentions is during a new moon. You could choose that time, the next new moon, to sit down and journal and ask yourself, what do I want out of life? What do I want my life to look like, feel like? What do I want to be doing? What feels really connected to my heart? What is my heart telling me that I want to do? So those are lots of questions. You can choose just one of them or all of them, and you can write about those. But how do we connect with our heart? You might be thinking, I have no idea how to, I don't know what I want. I don't know how to answer those questions. Okay, so how can we do that? 
You know, when I was going through my divorce and one of the things that I found so overwhelming was having to make these huge, like life determining decisions about where I wanted to live and finances and the kids and these massive decisions when I was emotionally completely distraught. Plus, I had spent 20 years ignoring myself, my dreams, my heart, everything, my voice. I really had no idea how to connect with that. So I was where you are now, okay? I didn't know how to do that. I didn't even know that I wasn't connected. It was one of those, I didn't know what I didn't know scenarios. However, I instinctively chose to do something that made all the difference. And that was to sit in silence and reflect. Meditation, I guess. And it wasn't, you know, I think reflection is a better word because meditation is sitting in silence and trying to focus on nothing and breathing and allowing for that space of no consciousness or no awareness, I guess. But reflection is more deliberate, at least that's how I see it. So the way it looked for me was that I would literally sit for hours because I wasn't sleeping well. So I'd wake up early, early in the morning or get up early, early in the morning. And it was during the summer and I would sit on the dock. I happened to be at our family cottage, which I have since divorced. But I would sit there on the dock waiting for my teenage children to wake up. So they were gone for a few hours. And I would just sit there, look at the water and think. And I would ask myself questions like, how did this happen? And what was my role? And how do I make sure this never happens to me again? And I'd ask myself, what do I want out of life? How do I want to show up in relationships? How do I want to show up in life? What kind of person am I? What am I good at? What do I like to do? It's just These were just thoughts that would come in and out while I was just sitting. But what I did was I allowed the thoughts to flow. I allowed... I just allowed the answers to come to me as opposed to trying to find them too hard or, and also what I really avoided doing was beating myself up. So for example, when I was asking myself, what was my role in this marriage? Why, what was my contribution to it being good and it being bad? You know, yeah, I learned some things about myself that I didn't really like. Like I, you know, I drew some awareness to some of my, my behaviors or my responses to conflict and, and not everything that I learned about myself was something that I liked, but I just was like, okay, I see that. I see that I did that a lot. I see that that wasn't helpful. I don't want to do that again. I don't want to do that in a new relationship. So how can I change it? Those would be the kinds of thought patterns that I would go through. Well, I couldn't tell you at what point or how many hours or how many days or months or weeks that I spent doing this. And at what point I connected with myself. I like to think that it must have been a gradual journey, but I just know that as time went on, I started to hear my voice. And I noticed that when I allowed myself to just like allow the thoughts to just flow and my feelings to just also flow, lots of tears, by the way, lots of tears, I noticed that I started to hear myself kind of give myself advice. Like I would come up with solutions. Um, I would kind of feel like there were suggestions inside me and that they were always good. They were always really solid. Like they had my best interest at heart. They were fair. They were good. They were strong. They were not vindictive. They were not revengeful. They were not um, any of those things. It was just this really wise voice in a way. And I realized that that's my voice talking. And I've since then learned so much about connecting with who we are, and our inner guidance system, 
And whatever you may connect with, whether it's God or the moon or the universe or source energy, whatever you connect with, I think we all believe that there is a higher there is a higher voice out there of some kind. And it also exists within us. And when you can tune into that voice, you will start getting answers to everything that you need to know about yourself and your life. And when big decisions came, for example, like about the divorce and legal decisions and financial decisions, I would, if the answer didn't come to me right away, which it often did, that was the beautiful thing. Once I had tuned into this, answers would just show up. I would I would ask myself a question or my lawyer would ask a question and just like literally, boom, there the answer was. And I knew it was a good one. I knew that was the right answer. But until you get there, allow yourself to remove yourself from a situation, for example, and then just sit really quietly and ask yourself, what is best for me in this situation? What would be the best decision for me to make? And then listen. Do not add any other factors. Just ask yourself, your guidance, your source, what is the best decision for me? And then just listen and wait. In the beginning, you might find that the answer doesn't come right away. It might not come till next morning. And that's okay. That's kind of, I, th- I think, where the 24-hour rule came from. Like, you know, if you get really upset about something, wait 24 hours, you've calmed down and you see things more clearly. I think more clearly means when you're connecting with what's, you know, with your values and what you believe is right. So whether the answer comes right away or comes the next day, the answer will come to you, but you have to tune in and listen. You have to ask and you have to listen. So you can do this through meditation, reflection, journaling, out loud, through prayer. You can ask your spirit guides. You can ask the moon. You can ask God. You can ask source. Do it in a way that makes sense to you. Put your hand on your heart and just ask yourself or whoever, what is the right decision for me in this particular situation? Or what would be the right thing for me to do here? And the thing that I found about these answers was that they were always fair. Sometimes the answer that came to me was not necessarily what I wanted to do because I was being fair, which meant that it might be something that was playing out really well for my ex in that particular decision. But I was like, okay, you know what? But that is a decision that feels right. It feels good in that I'm doing the right thing for my family, for everyone involved, and then I'd go with it. And the second I made the decision out loud and I told my lawyer or whoever, it felt easy and that's how I knew it was right. Okay, so that's a lot of talk about how to connect with our voice. So as you're connecting with your voice and as you're starting to learn to listen to it, you can start also asking yourself, what is my dream? What does my dream life look like? That's a great question, by the way, for your journal is just sit down really quietly in the morning when you know you're not going to be interrupted or in the evening or whenever, maybe on a day where you don't have your children. And then just write on the top of your journal, what is my dream or what is my purpose or what is my soul have to say to me today? That's a great question. And then just sit, either whether you close your eyes and go into meditation or just sit and look out the window at something beautiful, or maybe you need to go for a walk. Sometimes we need to move energy in our body in order to get the answers. Whatever you feel that you need to do in that moment, just make sure that you're basically silent in whichever form and you're listening. 
And the answer might not come immediately, but it'll come in some form. You'll start to see the signs. And then I want you to write down whatever comes to mind. So something really random might come to mind that doesn't seem related. And you might think, okay, my soul is like messed up because this makes no sense, but write it down anyway. And then you might discover that the next day or two days later, something else comes up, like just happens to randomly happen in your life. And now what you wrote down makes perfect sense. So don't ignore any random thoughts, sudden phone calls from someone you haven't heard from in six months, um, somebody offering you an opportunity that's like, whoa, I don't know, that, that seems out there, whatever. When something random happens or seemingly random, it is most likely a sign. And it's not that some divine thing has necessarily happened. I believe it has, but you don't have to. Here's how you can think of it from a science perspective or from a law of attractions um, point of view, is that as you focus on your dream, as you ask yourself what your dream is and what your purpose is in life or what your soul wants you to do, you are now turning your focus to something you've never focused on before. And so what happens when these random, seemingly random things happen Those would have happened anyway, but now you are aware of them. Now you're able to notice them because you have told yourself, your your mind, your subconscious, that you want to pay attention to those things. You want an answer. So those opportunities are now speaking louder to you and they're more obvious to you because you have made a decision to focus on it. Are you with me? Okay, good. So now that you have connected with your voice, you are starting to hear some rumblings about what your soul wants, your heart, your purposes, you know, tune into things like what are my values? What do I believe in? What do I care about? And now I want you to ask yourself a new question and you journal again. I love journaling. So that's, you know, I come, I have so much insight there, but I, I, I achieve so much insight there, I guess I should say. But another question you can ask yourself is, what does what does my dream life look like? So it's really important now when you're writing about these things to kind of be in the present tense, like it's happening right now. So you can dream like it's happening. You can get into the feeling of what it is that you want. So now you're dreaming. It's like, okay, what what does my dream life look like? Like because it actually already exists. Everything that you want in your dream exists in this world. It's available to you. It's just whether or not you are going to grab it and make it yours, or are you just going to let it be out there for everybody else? So what does your dream life look like? What are you doing? Who are you with? What kind of work do you do? Are you working? Are you traveling? What are your kids doing? Do you have a partner or not? Do you... um, where are you living? What does your house look like? Like try to go into the the most like details of details, okay? Just really get into every little aspect. Talk about what it looks like, smells like, sounds like, feels like, really get into the feelings. And as you do that, and it'll change. If you keep journaling about these kinds of things or thinking about these kinds of things over time, you'll find that it shifts and changes and molds itself and adapts and you know goes in different places. That's okay. That's just part of the journey and you learning about yourself. And that's fun, by the way. And yeah, I just want you to open your mind to that, that you can actually live the life that you dream of. But in order for you to live it, you have to start by dreaming. You have to allow yourself to to have a dream. You have to 
know that you are worthy of that, that you deserve the dream, that you, um, that you were actually born to live that life. You know, when you were put on this earth, you have a birthright. You were given the birthright to have the happiest, most joyful human experience here on earth. And right now, that is not what's happening. So you can either focus on how much that is not happening or you can focus on creating it. And I think that was the biggest difference between what I did and what so many others do is I chose to not look at what had gone wrong. It was done. It was history. That's yesterday. I'm going to create a beautiful life for myself and my boys. And I did. I found an amazing partner who's now my husband. Um, I stayed close to my boys. I raised them. They are doing great in life now. They're adults now. And now I am living my dream. And I'm doing all the things that I wanted to do. And it didn't happen overnight. But it has been so much fun to get here. I have learned so much. It has been super scary, by the way. I've had to take huge risks. A year ago, exactly a year ago, I found this place where we're at retreat in Costa Rica. And I remember getting on a call with the owner and asking her, you know, so how do we make this happen? And I had to give her, of course, um, a fairly substantial deposit to hold my spot. I didn't have the money. It was, and I was like, oh my God, what if no one signs up? What if no one signs up? I'm like, nope, this is my dream. And you know, that very day that I had made the decision to do this and I had this call booked, I hadn't actually paid her yet. I ran into someone who has been an assistant at retreats many times and she kind of poo-pooed on my dream. You know, she was, she really just, what she did was she brought attention to all the fears. You know, this could happen and what about this? And have you thought of this? And, and I, it kind of freaked me out and I went home and I actually phoned a friend of mine who's a, who's an entrepreneur like me. And I was like, oh my God, like, I don't know if I can do this. And then I just decided that, wait a second, I have learned about this. When you're doing something super scary and you tell someone else about it, unless they have already done it, then their fear, her fear projected onto me. I was like, you know what? This was, it was perfect that that happened because it forced me to accept that in order to do great things, because I know this, in order to do great new things and create a new life and a new dream for myself, I have to step out of my comfort zone and it's going to feel hard is going to feel scary, but that just means I'm doing something of high value. So I had that call. I asked her how to send her the money. I sent her the money and the moment I sent it, I I was shaking when I was doing it, but the moment it was done, I was like, I'm on my way. And I just decided I'm not gonna focus on my fears. I'm not gonna focus on all the things that could potentially go wrong here. I'm just gonna make this happen. And you know what? As you were listening to this, I am there. As I'm recording this, I'm packing, I'm preparing, I'm recording my podcast so I don't have to worry about it while I'm down there. I am, my dream is coming true. It is literally happening right now. And I'm really, I don't know, I just, I'm bursting with excitement. You probably can hear it in my voice. But I feel really proud of myself and also really excited about sharing it with you. Because I know one of the reasons you listen to what I say and you enjoy my podcast episodes, and for those of you who are in my Facebook group and my membership and all that, one of the things that you 
like about listening to me is that you know I've been where you are. You know that I have sat in that pain. I've sat in that despair. I was a stay-at-home mom for 17 years. I was married for 20. I was suddenly on my own with four teenage boys without income. And, you know, I eventually got my settlement. I had to borrow money from my family to get there. But eventually things settled down. Eventually things started going better. And it, But it was my focus on the future that made everything work out. I really believe that and I'm living proof of it right now, here, today. So if there's only one thing I can teach you in this episode of A Blessing in Divorce, because by the way, this is my blessing. This retreat, this life that I'm living, the the life, the work that I'm doing in service to you, that is my blessing in divorce. And I want you to create your blessing in divorce. What is that going to be? What kind of life are you going to create for yourself? What is your dream? Start saying to yourself, I can have my dream. I am one of those people who can actually create my dream and make it true. I'm going to stop thinking I'm one of those people who doesn't believe in that. Because the only reason people don't is because they don't believe it's possible. They want it. They might talk about that they want this or that, but they don't believe they can have it. And then they won't. I believe in you. I believe in you. All you need to do now is to believe in yourself. Believe in yourself. Create your dream life. And you know what? Maybe one of the places for you to start doing that and really get in that into your soul to really start living your dream is in Costa Rica with me next year because I have already booked next year. I'm not even entertaining the idea that people are not going to come. Of course, they're going to come. They came this year. They're going to come again. And you are going to come with me. I would like to invite you to join me next year, to join us as we take this journey within ourselves, this journey through the chakras, this journey of getting to know who you really are. And you don't have to wait a year to make your dream come true. By making the decision to be part of that retreat next year, you're already getting started. As soon as you take a big step like that and you think, oh, that's a lot of money or that's a long, long ways away or I don't know and I don't know what's going on then. If you just make that decision to take a step like that for yourself and your dream, you will notice that things will start to change in your life right now. Already things will start to feel better. Already you have something to look forward to and opportunities and new things will start to happen. I absolutely promise. So I'm going to wrap up here. I am going to, well, like I said, I keep talking back and forth as though I'm there and as I'm here, I need to pack, okay? Um, I've I, Let me tell you some of the things I have packed because by the time my ladies hear this, the women at the retreat, they will already have received it. But I have gifts for them like journals and bags and other cool stuff I'm bringing. I have all kinds of plans for amazing activities that we're going to be doing together. The focus of this week is sisterhood, it's self-love, it's self-exploration and freedom. And you know what else it is? It is a gift. It is your gift to yourself. It's their gift to themselves. They gave themselves this gift when I started advertising this retreat almost a year ago. They decided that I'm doing that no matter what. That's for me. 
and now we're doing it together. So I hope and pray you will join us next year. I will put a link below that you can you can contact me um, to get on the waitlist. So waitlist, as soon as I get back, I am going to be reaching out to my entire waitlist and you will get first crack at early bird and at signing up altogether because of course there are limited spots. So let me know if you would like to be one of the first to know. I'm going to go now. Like I said, I've got to finish up here. I've got to upload this episode and I've got to pack. Goodbye for now. Goodbye from Costa Rica. I can promise you I am standing under the moon just celebrating with the most incredible feeling of gratitude. My heart is full. I'm with my people. You are my people. And I want to thank you for listening. I want to thank you for being here. And thank you, thank you for allowing me to share my dream with you. I love you. I want this for you. And we'll talk again soon. Have a beautiful day.